If you are a Christian coach, speaker, or influencer, this is the right place. You're listening to the Keep Writing Podcast, a resource for biblical encouragement, spirit-led wisdom, and practical ideas as you answer God's calling to increase your authority by becoming an author. I'm Nika Maples, and I can help you write your next book so that you can take your business to the next level while advancing the kingdom and transforming people in Jesus' name. If you've been feeling that something is missing in your business, then there probably is. Okay, let's get right to it. The key that is missing from your business is belief. What do I mean by that? Well, you're doing all the right things and you've tried everything you can think of, but the results are not what you hoped they would be by now. You might be blaming clients who are not choosing to work with you or readers who are not buying your book. You might be blaming colleagues or potential collaborators who just aren't moving forward to partner with you. You might be blaming the current state of the economy or doors that have never opened for you. You might even be blaming yourself for projects that you've never completed or products that have failed, even events that didn't sell out or business deals in which you lost money instead of making it. Stop. There is no one and nothing to blame but your belief. And I'm not suggesting that you have a lack of belief either. Oh, you have belief all right, but that belief is not serving you and it's not serving your business. You might be thinking, I know what I believe. I believe I will succeed. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but no, you do not believe you will succeed. How do I know? Because you clicked on a video called The Missing Key to Your Business Success. You're here because you do not believe that you have everything you need. You think something's missing. You see, a person can always know what you believe because what you do shows what you believe. May I tell you a little parable? Let's say that one time you were invited to a friend's house for a dinner party. Your friend, the host, had prepared a beautiful table with plenty of delicious food. After a warm welcome to his guests, your friend encouraged everyone to enjoy the feast. Eat and drink. Make yourself at home, he said with a hearty laugh. The dinner was outstanding. You raved to all your friends, showering the host with compliments and thanking him for inviting you. Then, sometime later, you reach for a second helping of your favorite side dish and you notice your friend, the host, giving you a stern glance. You were just making yourself at home like he suggested, but the message is clear in his face. He doesn't want you to have more. When other guests reach for the basket of bread or pour themselves another glass of tea, the same thing happens. They receive a disapproving look from him too. The beautiful evening now has a sour feel to it. Your friend said one thing, but he meant another. You're ready to leave and you don't know if you'll ever return. So you feel awkward and unwelcome and you wish you hadn't started eating anything of his at all. The end. That little parable is not my own. It's actually found in the Bible, in the book of Proverbs. In chapter 23, verses 6 through 8, we read, Do not eat the bread of a miser, nor desire his delicacies. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you. But 
his heart is not with you. The morsel you have eaten, you will vomit up and waste your pleasant words. You may have heard the often quoted scripture, as a person thinks in his heart, so is he. But that verse is so often taken out of context that you might not have heard the rest of this micro story. As a person thinks in his heart, so is he. Doesn't mean if you think about something, it will come to pass. In the real context, it means that your behavior reveals what you really think. And that applies to your business, you know. If you believed that your book would sell hundreds of thousands of copies and have a massive impact to help others, you would write it. And if you believed you had a product or service that would solve problems for any future client, you would make them an offer. If you believed you would definitely make an abundant income in the future, you would take the actions you need to take for business growth without worrying about your social media followers and the number of your webinar attendees in the present. See why I said the fact that you clicked on a video called The Missing Key might mean that you lack belief in your ability to produce business success? If that's true, then here are three things you can do today. Number one, pray and ask God to help you believe. In Mark 9, 23 through 25, Jesus encounters a man with a demon-possessed son. The Lord says to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. The desperate father answers with tears. Lord, I believe. Help me with my unbelief. And here is what is important to note. Jesus immediately works a miracle. He delivers the boy from demons and sets him free. So if you feel desperate and near tears, cry out to the Lord to help you with your unbelief. He will still work miraculously on your behalf, even if all you have is the desire to believe. Number two, write down a list of beliefs that you want to adopt and say them out loud every day. Yes, write them every day and say them out loud every day. This can be the same exact list or a rotating list or whatever comes to your mind. In Lewis Carroll's classic book, Through the Looking Glass, the queen tells Alice in Wonderland why sometimes I've believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast. Now, if a fictional character can do it, how much more can we do it? When we're children of the King of Kings, start training your brain to see the unseen. As it says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see. The world will tell you that seeing is believing, but in God's economy, faith is the currency of saints. And that means believing is seeing. And number three, imagine more. Take time to imagine your finished goal as often as possible. You can do this when you're taking a shower or washing the dishes or going for a walk. You can also intentionally imagine when you're sitting still and journaling and meditating, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can incorporate times of imagination here, there, and everywhere. Remember when you used to daydream as a kid? Get ready to bring it back in style because your brain will 
will only move toward people and situations that are familiar. Anything unfamiliar feels dangerous and your brain will try to shy away. That's why new things like speaking on a large stage for the first time or posting your first YouTube video or starting a podcast or writing a book or being bold on social media feels so painful. Your brain is warning you, hey, this is dangerous. In the same way that you would pull away from a hot stove, you're going to pull away from unfamiliar experiences. They actually cause your brain the same kind of pain. But if you make these scenarios familiar to your brain through your imagination, then you won't have the same level of micro trauma every time you try something new. By now, you may have heard the experiment on visual imagery conducted in the 1950s by the University of Chicago. The study divided basketball players into three groups. The first group was told to practice free throws every day for a month. The second group was told to imagine hitting free throws every day for a month. And the third group was told to do nothing at all for a month. The third group showed no improvements, of course. But the interesting thing is that visualization and imagining had as much of an effect as the actual practicing did. That first group that practiced free throws daily improved 24%. And the second group that imagined hitting free throws every day improved by 23%. The next study they should have done is to find out the results of a fourth group. That fourth group should be basketball players who both practiced and imagined free throws every day. My guess is they would have blown everybody else out of the water. There are the three simple things you can do today to start believing better than you do right now. Remember, it's not that you don't believe anything. Humans are wired to believe every day. We always believe something, but it's time to believe better so that you start seeing better results. The results that God has planned for you. The key of belief has been missing for your business, but you have it now and the lock is sure to open. Are you subscribed to my YouTube channel yet? I love creating weekly lessons that will bring value and insight to you on your writing, publishing, and book marketing journey. When you listen to my podcast, you learn through your ears. But when you watch my YouTube channel, you learn through your eyes and your ears, making double the impact in half the time. See you over on YouTube.